Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to another episode of Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today, we have Carl Mills, the founder and the CEO at Switch Healthcare. Hi, Carl. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Great. Great to know. So, Carl, I have so many things, you know, a set of things to ask you, as I'm sure my listeners will be equally excited. So, to start with, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your career journey till now? Sure. Well, I was born and raised in Ohio, and my research advisor in college suggested that I go to med school. I was doing psych research, and he said that's the best way to get funded is to go through med school. So I took his advice, and that's why I went to med school and got taken with oncology very quickly and decided to specialize in that and went out into practice. And But one of the things that happened was that I kept running into problems on the business side of the healthcare equation. Mm -hmm. So since I'm a learner, I decided I need an MBA. I got an MBA at the University of Chicago, their executive program, and I loved it and had an opportunity to help start a HMO. And it was wildly successful. We took it to public and that was a good experience. But what happened is that after we went public, we changed our focus and our strategy and I didn't agree with it. So I left for another HMO. And as part of that, I got to start a a second new HMO in Utah. And we sold that very successfully 18 months later. So I had some successes in my background when I ran a joint venture in Houston between two large hospital systems. That failed so fast, you couldn't, uh, (laughs) it was ugly. But what I learned from it, and we can talk about this more, but is how important the right strategy is. Uh, you You can do a lot wrong if you have the right strategy and you can't do everything right and be successful with the wrong strategy. And the founders of the joint venture hadn't really asked themselves, why are we in this? Why are we doing this? And they each had their reasons, but they weren't sharing it with their partner. And so that was very, very difficult. I did some consulting, like most people do when they failed at something and did not enjoy consulting. And I was missing practice. So I took a second fellowship in oncology at MD Anderson and started practice again, practiced for eight years. And then the hospital I was at was running into financial difficulties. And I joined their team to help turn it around. And and we were successful at turning it around. It was a good team. And then what I came to the conclusion was that there's so much wrong with healthcare, but the healthcare status quo can't fix it. It's too enmeshed in the problem itself. That's where Switch Healthcare, you know, the vision began. And it includes what I know about the hospital side of the world, the practice side of the world, the people side. And I'm excited to say the least. Nice, nice. That's so great to know, Anna. I think you have really started from the scratch and got so much hardships and now finally you are at a level where you are well-deserved. So, so glad to hear that your entire journey. Thank you for sharing this. Also, uh, uh, Carl, we would love to know, you know, what's that one tool that you use no matter what project you're working on? 
Well, I'll go back to that, what I said a little bit on strategy. You really, one, especially if you're the CEO or at the board level, you really have to be looking at the strategy and the, and the strategy, a good strategy starts with an accurate diagnosis of the problem you're trying to solve. And then you need to put together what are the critical aspects that will solve that problem? And then you just have to execute. And that's not just my thought process. There's a book out there, Good Strategy, Bad Strategy. And if anybody wants to read the best book in strategy, that's my advice. Oh, okay. Good Strategy and Bad Strategy, you said. Yeah, it's Good Strategy slash Bad Strategy by Richard Rommel. That's great. I think I must go through it myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's good for your personal strategy as well Mm -hmm. as your professional strategy. Got it. Got it. All right. Nice. Thank you. And, you know, what's that current issue that you're working on resolving? Is there anything specific right now you're working on? Well, I think right now we're working on on getting funded, the first outside funding beyond friends and family. And that's probably not the kind of problem you were looking for, but that's an interesting challenge to say the least. And one one, one of my weaknesses is asking for help. And talking about my, why Switch is so special. Right, right. So uh, how are you tackling it? Can you tell me a little, you know, how you trying to raise the fund and is how what the approach is like? Right, right. Well, our approach is very much to explain what the challenges in healthcare are. And the problem is absolutely overwhelming in the United States. We spend twice as much an extra 1.6 to $2 trillion a year on healthcare, more than what the other developed countries have. And yet our health is the worst. Our lifespan is more than three years less than what the rest of the world is. And just to put it into perspective, in 1960, we had a lifespan of 69 and China's was 44. This year's China's lifespan is now a few months greater than ours. Wow. We are really unhealthy. And the reasons for that include more than just health care, but we can reverse it. But as I said earlier, I don't think it can be reversed from just the healthcare side of the equation. It's too enmeshed in the, the motive and what's been successful in the past, which is not delivering health, but delivering unhealthy. So that's the problem. And, mm-hmm. and I love it because it's so solvable. It is indeed. Do you think the main reason is an unhealthy lifestyle, what we are following? I think lifestyle is certainly one of the big three in my estimation. Another one is the disconnect and the challenges that have happened in the pharmaceutical area. And we're not getting straight, you know, we don't even have the original data to verify what they're saying. And it's really clear that the breakthroughs that they talk about, we haven't had any major breakthroughs in a long time, and yet the costs keep going up. You know, they're making their decisions to support what their bottom lines. Right. We stopped having research mainly run by the academic institutions in the 80s and turned it over to business, and it hasn't come out well. So there's a disconnect there that needs to be uh, addressed. 
true very true i hope we are getting <laughs> you are getting the funding soon so that we can go ahead and definitely do something positive and try to turn around the tables yeah you know you have a perspective um i don't know what's your perspective in your own health world as far as what problems do you see uh talking about myself is really oh, not just just are are your perspective on the industry perhaps so i definitely understand you know in terms of health uh, we are definitely following a very unhealthy lifestyle and i know this has got a direct impact in terms to what all you just spoke adding to different parameters but i know one thing for sure because we are so busy with our schedule not taking care you know if you talk about the old things where our my grandfather used to tell me things if i follow those routine work i think that's going to help my health and i'll be ha- having a very healthy lifestyle and that will lead to a better me a better version of me but i think we are not doing it con- there are many factors why we are not doing it and maybe we are very occupied with things we're trying to adopt a altogether a new culture so yeah that these are different factors but i am not sure how we're going to improve it but good luck to you <laughs> Ah, well, I I had one experience that I didn't share, which was I ran the program with a lot of help called Healthy Yuma 2011. We transformed the health of a community over 18 months and had backing from the media and business and the hospital and we were able to put together a program in which people's lifestyles improved dramatically. Wow. Um, okay. And I see pictures of our boards and the Chamber of Commerce before the program, after the program, and you could visually see that the the people were healthier. And then I'd see unfortunately 4 years later I saw another picture of the same group and they were back to their unhealthy ways. And it's more than just weight, but it's also exercise and as you say, treating yourself in a way that looks at the total picture. not just your work world true true and also you know i think it's a when we talk about you know how you want to live healthy it's a lifestyle you have to adapt if you are just going to do it for one year just to lose weight and then go back to your lifestyle you will become same in terms of not just putting on weight but i think otherwise also how healthy you are internally mentally so it's a lifestyle which it's a change of the entire lifestyle you have to do it like for your entire life is what i because i have seen people you know trying to adopt a nice healthy lifestyle but then after a year going back to the same circle which is definitely not giving them a better result right right and the health benefit let's talk about blood pressure you know about 40% of the adults are are on blood pressure medication and yet lifestyle to you get your blood pressure down with lifestyle changes the benefits are twice as beneficial for the same blood pressure as it is with just the pills right and and you're not protected as much as one thinks by taking the pills I think the cause what we are working as you know as you're working as switch is absolutely great and healthcare is one industry we have to definitely keep our focus on so I hope for the best and good luck to you Okay thank you thank you <laughs> So moving forward I would also definitely want to know you know because you know so much I'm talking to you for a little while now and I feel that you have that zest towards this healthcare so what keeps you motivated always and what keeps you going Oh my there's a lot of things that keep me going one thing is I'm a reader 
and uh, I read voraciously. And uh, when I run, I listen to books kind of thing. And it's it's fantastic. My grandkids, all five of my grandkids, my daughter's three and my son's two and us, we all live within a block and a half of each other in Seattle. And seeing them, I just feel so passionate about trying to make the world a better place. It's so important. And the same lifestyle that is good for our bodies are also good for the environment. So it's a win-win situation. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah. And let's say, you know, you have 10 times of the budget what you have right now. What would you like to spend it on? Oh, my. That's a hard question for me. And the reason it's a hard question is that I am so focused on the next steps. And I know what to do with the money I've asked for. and. I'll use that money in order to learn the best steps, then put to use more money. One of the things about Switch is that the return on investment is really good. And so a small amount of funding can go a long way. And there are also joint venture possibilities because everybody wants to, you know, have a piece of this. We're focused, our customer focuses, self-insured employers. Right. And, and that is, you know, the, the figures are amazing. They're spending more money on healthcare than mm-hmm. their bottom line. I mean, right. it's, it's greater than all the profits they make is, they're spending it on healthcare and that's just not necessary. So there's a ton of money. We just need to be able to get out there and get started. Right, right. That That is so true, I think. Yeah, once something like this is implemented, people can save a lot of money, which they are, I think, unnecessarily spending in terms of health, which probably, they, this is something probably we are not realizing. But when you say it, I can really feel it that maybe I'm also doing the same. Well, you know, yeah. you look at the every year, the top New Year's resolutions come out and, you know, three or so of the top five are always about our health and our orientation to to how uh, our relationships and those kinds of things. And they all fit together like a glove. True, true. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, Carl, what is that one message or one advice you want to give to the younger generation starting their careers in your First off, I would I would like to say that kids are so different that they really need to figure out what their field might be. And sometimes it's, I think we try to push them too fast in one direction. So I think letting it evolve, not dabbling, but going into several different areas as a kid. I think sports are great. I think music is great. Uh, Choosing the right friends are great. You need to take those skills into the workplace. You know, go with your passion. I I agree with the people that, that talk about go with your passion. There's no point just pushing them for something which they are not interested in. Right, right. And Carl, because I see that you're so occupied with Twitch, I'm sure you're spending most of the time thinking around it, reading books around it. So how do you balance your life and work? Uh, Well, it's easy. We made the choice six years ago, seven years ago now that we were going to have our family unit together. And that means that I can work and I'll have a a grandkid drop in often. 
because <laughs> we live in a duplex and it's connected. And so six o'clock in the morning, my my eldest grandson comes down and chat. It's impossible not to work the, the work-life balance when you've got it right here. So that's really, for my life, it's great. One of the things that you forget when you get so enmeshed in the business side of things or in your profession is that you can, you really get benefits from your, your life that can benefit your effectiveness at your work. So that's, nice. that's my, my thought on it. Okay. All right. And what do you think, given a option for you when, if you, will you choose your work or will you choose your life? When I say life in terms of your family, friends, what's more important for you? Oh, I'm sure not yeah. otherwise. Yeah, it, I enjoy the balance. I'll give another book reference. Uh, what got you here won't get you there. It's okay. a, it's a book about it's a book about a an executive coach mm-hmm. and what he has what he has learned in his his coaching career. And it is the bottom line is you need to be able to balance being a person with being a leader. And when you go home and if you act like the leader. No one's going to be happy. (laughs) You're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy. There you are certainly a mentor, but also a co-equal with your kids as far as what their desires are. True. I think, yeah, balance is very important. We can't just choose one thing over the other. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, you know, excuse me, but that, that balance gives you a lot of respect in the marketplace also. It gives you yeah. respect for the people you're working with. And if one will find if one is pushing back on Saturday or Sunday meetings, you'll get pushback, but over time you'll get respect for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Carl, what do you think? I mean, this is just out of the blue. I wanted to know personally, and I'm sure my listeners would also like to know, because, you, you know, Switch is a brand where... I know startup and we're looking for funding for now, but the employees we have there, how important do you think, you know, the employee engagement aspect is right now in Switch? And do you think employee engagement or, you know, considering employees are a very integral part of Switch, how do you go ahead and balance that? That's a great question. One of the really great things about being engaged in work that is important is that people are starving for having a job or, you know, just want a job that has a purpose. And there are more people that are in the lifestyle area and that want to see medicine improve, but there's not a vehicle for it. So we have, we will have getting motivated people is not going to be a difficult issue for us. And I am really excited about that. Nice. And is there anything separately you do to keep your employees motivated? Are you planning to do maybe? Well, well, I think, I I think listening to them is really Mm -hmm. important and then incorporating their ideas. But, you know, it's, I love mentoring and I pat myself on the back. I would say half the people that I have been boss of would say I was the best boss they ever had. And I think listening, I think listening is an important piece and also fairness is an important piece. And um, you have to work at it and you have to ask yourself, you know, when you're blowing smoke and when you're being genuine. Right. Thank you so much for answering this. And it was lovely talking to you. And I think we are running out of time. So I have to stop this here. But if my audience wants to reach out to you, is LinkedIn the right place? Uh, that's a great place to do it. Awesome. So thank you so much for your time, Carl. It was indeed a pleasure talking to you. And Thank you uh, so much. Thank you. Have a great thank day. You.